This is Seattle's Morning News. Dave Ross with Colleen O'Brien and Chris Sullivan. Can employers be required to provide smoke protection for their workers when wildfires break out? Let's consult with former State Attorney General Rob McKenna. Our conversation is sponsored by Madrona Financial Services. And this is what uh, Oregon is trying now, right? Oregon and Washington, uh, but Oregon is in court now because three different industry associations in, in the state of Oregon sued over their new job site rules that mandate employers to take certain very specific steps during extreme heat and wildfire smoke. So the Loggers Association and the Forestry Council and another group sued and said, hey, we need an injunction because these rules are too vague and we don't think that the Oregon Occupational Safety and Health Division has the authority for some of these rules. Now, do these rules apply to all occupations or just people working uh, outdoors? Anyone who's exposed to extreme heat and to smoke. So anyone, it could be farm workers, for example, uh-huh. or it could be maybe a highway worker who's out, you know, a flagger on the highway at a, in a, a highway project where there's bad air in, uh, you know, the Medford Valley. I mean, I've, I've been down there during the fires and the smoke does get really bad when Southern Oregon is on fire. And so the rules require that what you, you gather all the employees up and, and hand out masks or that you provide them with uh, uh, ventilators? What's, what's the requirement? Mostly what these rules are about is requiring employers to provide shaded areas, water, at least a quart every hour, a 10-minute rest break to cool off every two hours to develop heat prevention plans. And even, you know, in the case of agricultural workers to protect workers from the heat and agricultural labor housing. So there, there, it's a long list of things that you have to do in, uh, in Oregon. And in Washington state, there are similar rules. And it, when things get bad enough, you're being told as an employer, you, you need to get people indoors, not make them work outside, et cetera. So it really depends on the conditions, on the heat, and then on uh, on the smoke levels. So what is the, what's the claim in the suit against the Oregon rules? A couple claims. One is that the, uh, in a number of ways, they say that the rules are too vague to be fairly enforced. For example, the Oregon groups are saying, look, how do we know which particulates are coming from wildfire smoke and which are coming from other sources, because the rules are really specific to wildfire smoke. Turns out there may be an answer to that, at least partially. If you look at the Washington Department of Labor and Industries website and their page about wildfire smoke, they have links to three different tools where you can find out how much wildfire smoke is in the air. One of them is a fire and smoke map from airnow.gov. And, you know, as a map geek i find this really interesting it's put out by the u.s environmental protection agency if you click on it it'll show you the air quality wherever you are and if you zoom in you click on the little fire symbols on the map it will not only show you the air quality it'll show you the boundaries of that wildfire at that moment i've seen that and that is pretty that is that's a really good tool so Uh, There are plenty of tools online for employers to use to determine what the actual air quality is, AQI. Now, that does raise the question, how much of the air quality is impacted by smoke and how much by other sources? And I guess what the regulators are saying is, you know, if you see smoke in the air, let's assume it's wildfire smoke. And yeah, so I'm not really persuaded by that argument by these Oregon trade groups. They're also arguing that the... uh, Oregon Safety and Health 
division overstepped its authority with these rules in some ways. So, for example, uh, it requires employers to pay people when they're not working when the reason they're not working is the conditions. These employers are arguing that the state at a regulatory level with, without a statute can't require employers to pay workers during heat illness prevention breaks, for example, mm-hmm. that there should be unpaid. So that's, that's going to be, that's going to be an interesting fight because on the one hand, you and I have talked about many examples of safety and health measures during COVID. We had lots of time, lots of opportunities to talk about safety and health orders, but requiring the employers to pay people during the breaks, is that a safety and health thing? Yeah. Or is that just something the agency decided to do without statutory authority? So they may have better luck with that argument than they will with the argument that these rules about wildfire smoke are too vague to be enforced. I mean, I could argue that if you really want to get rid of these regulations, uh, do whatever it takes to reduce the amount of carbon dioxide in the air, which is causing these increasingly severe heat events. Or am I being too snippy? Well, it's an absolute fact that we're seeing more people get really sick and even die from heat-related illness. In fact, in some sectors, it's particularly problematic. In fact, the Seattle Times pointed out that heat-related mortality is 35 times higher among agricultural workers than in any other industry. So, you know, I think given that we're seeing more extreme heat events, given that last June, a year a little over a year ago, there were over 180 heat-related deaths in Washington and Oregon. Given that, I just think you're going to see more rules and more requirements for farmers and for logging companies and others designed to protect workers who are exposed to those extreme conditions. Former State Attorney General Rob McKenna. Rob, thanks very much. You bet, Dave. Stay cool.